I naturally was like, if everything else in the world can transition to online, why can lashes not do that? Like, I don't physically understand that. Hey, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Make It Glow Show. I'm your host, Megan Greencorn, a six-figure esthetician, med spa owner, beauty business coach, and entrepreneur. Over the last decade, I've built a business I used to only dream about, and now I have the freedom to do whatever I want in life whenever I want to do it. On the show, we talk about owning and running a successful beauty business, entrepreneurial advice and tips, and business and success mindset and strategies. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this podcast helps enhance your business and your life. What is up, my beautiful family? Welcome to this week's episode of the Make It Glow Show. I'm so pumped. We have another guest this week. We're just like banging out all these awesome guests. I hope you will help me welcome Lizzie Brooks. Lizzie is a master lash artist. She's an educator. She has the Lashy Hour podcast. The girl does all things lashes. And of course, on the Make It Glow Show, we talk about the beauty industry here. So welcome, Lizzie. We're so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yay! Tell us just a little bit about you and your business and kind of what you're currently doing right now. A little bit about me and my business. So I live in Ontario, Canada. I work from home. I've always worked from home and I absolutely love it. I started as an esthetician and I did my esthetician training and I thought that I wanted to have a whole career in skincare. That was like my absolute plan. I was like, yep, I'm going to own my own salon. I'm going to do you remember. I don't know if you guys have it in the States or not, but the brand Lush, the company Lush. Yes. Yep. I loved all their organic stuff. And I was like, I'm going to do that, but a salon vibe. Well, I went through school and I hated skincare. I hated how slow the process was. I was like, this is not for me. I am such like, I need that fast, like now. Yes. So I fell in love with brows and at the time, this is when like Kelly Baker brow was getting really popular. Like when the whole, it was like a whole thing that everyone was just immediately obsessed with brows. Everyone's growing them out and everyone was really trying hard to like shape the face and contour with brows. So I actually got hired by benefit cosmetics and I worked under benefit for, I want to say a year to two years tops. I love their products so much. I love their business so much. But there were things that I felt like didn't align with like my values, my morals. And I just didn't love the access to marketing, I guess, for myself. I felt like I couldn't build myself within their business. And I didn't like the sales aspect either. Mm. So I stayed working there and I kind of realized that everyone came in for brows also had lash extensions. And I was like, put my little entrepreneurial hat on. And I was like, I feel like I could do this myself. Like, I know how much I'm charging here and I know how much I'm making hourly. I feel like I could take home more if I did it myself, which then led me into doing my very first lash course. And again, like I thought that my love was brows. I never realized that I would be so immersed in the lash industry itself. So I did my first lash course and lash courses are really fast really intimidating and just so overwhelming. So my first experience was all of those things. And I came home and I was just kind of like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like that was so overwhelming. I need more help. Like, I feel like I forgot everything the girl talked about. So I put that on the back burner for quite a long time. Like I want to say about six months and 
I was in the restaurant industry at the time as well. So I was kind of making money through that. I didn't feel that like extreme pressure to work for myself yet. And then my partner and I wanted to buy a house together. And I was like, you know what? I have to make this work. Like this is my option and this is my career and I have to do it. So essentially what I did was I took a second course. I didn't learn much through that either, but I told (laughs) myself, this is the only option you have. And I made it work. So I trained myself a lot on YouTube, Instagram. I would ask so many questions to so many people at the top just to like get myself ahead, just one more step. And then that's what kind of led me into my business. And I created a home studio. I love working from home. I work for myself. I create my own hours, create my own wages. And now I'm just kind of like pivoting business slightly with the pandemic. I feel like everyone's kind of feeling that like last little backlash after the pandemic in the last few years, but now I'm like pivoting to online. So super fun. Okay. So talk to us about online. So I feel like I'm also certified in classic lashes and I did it for a couple of months and I liked it, but I was kind of the opposite of you. I'm like, I'm going back to skin. Like I just love skin. That's my thing. Lashes are too freaking temperamental for me. (laughs) I would just get pissed off with them. So talk about, you know, kind of pivoting your business a little bit. Did you get to the point of where you were kind of maxed out with your client schedule? Is that why you kind of started to pivot or were you just looking for more options? I did feel like I was looking for more options and kept at the same time. When I realized I've had my books closed for a really long time. And I know that people will say, you need to keep raising your prices instead of closing your books. And I totally understand like that logic. And I understand that business move. But for myself, I just felt like in my city, my clientele, like I have just felt so comfortable where I'm at that I didn't want to have to like lose people that I loved or punish clients with higher prices. I was like, you know what, what I can do is I'll open a salon and I'll have lots of different people in here. I don't want it to be just lashes. I want an awesome community of girls. I spoke to a real estate agent and I was like, the amount of risk that comes with that, like power to you because I can only imagine the stress that you guys go through because there's so much more risk with that and so much more leadership and financial, like there's so much to it that I was like, I don't think I'm cut out to run a team and a salon. Like, I don't think that is my path. So that's when I kind of thought, could I bring in just one person and have them work under me since I have my books closed, that one person could take new clients and kind of have like the overflow of the people. I I always have people asking to become a client of mine. I have people waiting for like a year before they can be a client with mine. So I, I knew I had the demand, but again, I was like, this just doesn't align with me and it doesn't feel right. And what did feel right was getting into the online space and becoming an educator because I felt like I always had this like thing inside of me. And again, like university and college, that's a whole different topic. But I, when I was in that age, everybody said, do not be a teacher because there is no demand for it. Like there, you can't get a teaching job. And I always wanted to be a teacher. So now I feel like I kind of put those two things together. And now I do feel like so aligned and I feel like what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm doing right now. I don't know if it's similar in Canada, but here in the States, I it feels almost like it's a 
sought after thing to have like a big salon or a big spa. Like that's how, you know, you've quote unquote made it when you have that and you have people working for you. And I kind of thought like that was going to be my path too. like this time last year, I had two independent contractors and, you know, you and I know each other through Marley, of course. So she heard me all the time being like, this isn't working. This isn't working. I'm stressed out. And she was finally just like, do you like managing people? And my immediate answer was no, I hate it. And she was like, then this is not for you. This is not the path for you. Because if you don't want to, or even like managing people, this is all that this job is. So it sounds like you kind of like had a little bit of like come to Jesus with that too. I did. And like you said, there it's this whole dream that you can paint and you can paint a picture in your head about how fun and awesome and the vibe you can create and like the community that you can create. But I think that, like you said, like people don't always understand that you have to turn into a completely different person in the sense that, like you said, you're managing people. You don't get to be friends with your employees. Like you have to be a role model, a leader. You need to like, there's so much to it that I was like, I feel like myself, I'll blur those lines too much. Like I, it's something that I think I would struggle in. So like you said, it's sometimes you have to try things to know that they're not for you. But I feel like I network quite a lot in the beauty industry and hearing a few people who have like skin salons or hair salons and like things like that. And like hearing their experiences, I was like, my personality is not that one. I don't think. (laughs) And I'm glad you realized it before you went into it because me, I was just like, let's go. Like we're doing it. And I'm also kind of the same way. Like I'm so laid back that I just like, you know, want people to chill and everybody to be happy and get along. And it was like one thing after another, like blew up in my face. And it was just like, okay, like this ain't it. Like we got to change. You go home and you have so much stress on your plate. And it's like, when you feel like you have to change your personality and who you are to be a great manager or be a great leader, that's just like the complete opposite. And you just feel so unaligned that nothing will feel good. Like no matter if it's like you doing your own clients or anything within your business. And you go from being a service provider to a manager and not everyone is cut out for that because managing people is a gift. I've said it so many times not everyone has this gift. So unless you're really ready to go from, you know, the service provider to a full-blown managerial role, it's not going to work out well. No, not at all. Very, very difficult to, to manage. Talk a little bit about being a lash artist and kind of realizing that you were capped out. I know here in the States, a lot of girls, especially in my market, they're booked all of the time. And I feel like, you know, they're constantly like, hunched over like this for like seven or eight hours a day. And, you know, they're just kind of churning and burning. And I feel like everybody at some point comes to that point where they're like, I can't keep doing this, you know, four or five, six days a week. Like, did you ever have that, that point in time come for you? Absolutely. When I first started my business, it was when anybody starts, it's like, you'll do anything. You'll work at any hour. You'll take anybody, even if they don't feel like the right client for you, you do so much. And it did really get to a point where I was doing like 10 hour days, five days a week. And I was doing like, my back was broken. My head was broken. My eyes were like, every single part of me was just like, I am grinding for my business, but I don't feel good anymore. Like I've hit my limit. 
And then that's when the pandemic happened. And then that taught me, holy crap, it's nice to slow down. You need breaks. Like I felt like the pandemic was so, so long for us in Ontario, like doing my taxes over the last two years, we were like, my business was closed for like 10 to 12 months and crazy. Like, I'm like, how did, how am I still in business? Say, I don't even know. The fact I work from home is the reason I'm still in business, but it, it was really a huge step for me to say, slow down. You need to take time for yourself. And then that's when your mind starts to wonder and you're starting to like put together little things of, Oh, this person's doing this. That looks like it can be a good investment type of thing. Like we both know each other through Marley and seeing like through the online coaching space, online course creation, these things. And I, again, I love working from home. Like I am an empath. I'm an introvert. And those things are so hard to manage when you have clients. And sometimes it's like after a day, a 10 hour day, seeing five to eight clients in the day, it's like, tell me, (laughs) how do I separate my energy? How do I like relieve myself from the stress that I have just like absorbed from everybody else in my day? So that I felt like really was not even the capping aspect of like, I don't have enough hours in the day or I can't make as much money. It was more of like, how do I kind of get my freedom back? And how do I get my personality back? How do I just feel good and enjoy my job? Because it does get to a point where, like you said, whether it's like you hate managing people or you hate having all of your hours dedicated to clients or whatever it may be, like there has to come a point where you realize like, is this bringing me joy anymore? Or am I just working? Because you could go and just work for somebody else and not take all the stress home with you and make money that way too. It's, it's definitely like, does this bring you joy? What is going to bring you joy and just running with it. Work smarter, not harder. Always. So you went into online course creation and I feel like sometimes in the world of lashes, some educators really like poo poo that, right? Like how can you possibly learn lashes from, you know, watching someone else online. So just tell me about like creating your courses and how you went into that, trying to like maybe change that mind frame a little bit. So during the pandemic, like I said, that was when my mind was kind of like work smarter, not harder and figure out how we can do this online, get your energy back. And that's what took me to online courses. In that I got so discouraged because my whole industry was like, no one had taught lashes online before the pandemic. Like, I feel like a lot of business, a lot of life, a lot of everything, schooling, work, everything became like work from home or online or all of that. So I naturally was like, if everything else in the world can transition to online, why can lashes not do that? Like, I don't physically understand that. And I think that that mindset that comes from a lot of those educators or lash tech comes from a fear mentality, because I think that they were afraid that being online, anyone in the world can train with you. I personally idolize a lot of artists in the States. For me to travel from Canada and have hotel stay, flight, accommodation, it adds up so fast. And I'm sitting here like, if these people could create an online course for what they teach, I would be taking it hands down, no questions asked. I would be giving you my money. So I think that 
me being the consumer as well, you have to listen to yourself and say, if you would pay for that, why would someone else not pay for it? So like you said, it was so, so scary, but I had to put myself in the shoes of the consumer. And I really, really thought hard of like, how would I like to learn? What do I want to learn? How can I set up my systems and how can I set up the course so that it really, really provides value and can teach students the exact same way that I would teach them if I was sitting with them. So I was teaching in person right before the pandemic started. And I noticed every single one of my students became so overwhelmed. The glaze would go over their eyes. There's only so much you can process in a day. Like there's only so many hours that your brain is actually turned on and will keep absorbing information. So I noticed that in person, the one or two day courses you would take, your eyes glaze over, you stop processing the words that I'm saying to you. And then you go home and there's no one to guide you, no one to correct you, no one to positively tell you you're going to do amazing and you need to keep pushing at it. So I felt like all of my students I had just gave up. They got home, gave up, too overwhelmed. And that made me really sad because I see the opportunity that the lash industry has given to me. And I wish that other people could see the possibility as well. So like you said, I really just figured out like, how do people learn? How do people absorb information? What kind of support can I offer? How do I need to set up these videos and courses and like all of the information in the curriculum, like how do I need to set that up to be an amazing teacher, an amazing educator, and to actually help people? Because like I said, it really upset me how I felt like I have all this knowledge and I have, I've learned so much through so many different amazing people. And I want to be able to pass that on in my own way. And the fact that I felt like people weren't able to take that upset me. So I was like, I feel like an online space You can sit and watch those videos over when you get home. Like, how could you not do well if you have access to those videos? So taking yourself out of the mindset, and I'm always someone who will question why. Like, you want to hate on the fact that people can create a lash course and teach people online. Why do you hate that? Why are you so aggressive to say that cannot be done? You cannot teach people lashes online. And then question that, like, why do people say that? How can we flip this? And how can we teach people online? Because I'm someone that I'm really not a great employee because if you tell me to do something, I need to know why. Don't just tell me to do something and expect me to do it. Give me the feedback of why that needs to be done and tell me just the reasoning because I just hate taking like a yes or a no for an answer. Like I need the details. So I think you just have to like get really deep into what you want to do and figure out and create your own little like plan for how you would want to be treated as the student. And what you said about lash courses is so freaking true. Like I remember sitting in my classics course going, oh my God, like this is just classics no one wants classics anymore. Like, how am I even going to be able to master this and then do hybrids and then do volume? Like, I'm going to lose my shit. Like, I this is so much to take in. So just talk about creating your courses. I mean, I feel like, especially as creative entrepreneurs, like a lot of times we'll have these great ideas, but when it comes to the execution of them, we get a little bit paralysis almost of like, Oh my God. Okay. Like this is a great idea, but I don't even know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know anything about it. Yes. So overwhelming. And myself personally, I do feel like I struggle a little bit with ADHD in the sense that 
as a child, I never thought so. Like, I don't feel like I struggled with like, I don't think I struggled with ADHD as a child. As an adult now, like today I sat here and I feel like I have the hyper-functioning or like the over-functioning ADHD when I have so much that I have to do that I actually just sit and do nothing. And I think that that is what a lot of creative entrepreneurs have. And I think that if you're wanting wanting to create an online course, you're most likely a creative entrepreneur. So first, the thing you have to do is I am like a pen to paper person. If you're a laptop type, get on a document and get your ideas out. Like whether that's like a little brainstorm, like I love buying like the huge Bristol boards and I'll just jot down notes, ideas, whatever it may be, just to get your thoughts on paper so that again, as an entrepreneur, you have a million things on your brain. I have like thousands of lists every single day. Otherwise I'm forgetting everything. The other thing that people undervalue is Google. And now we have TikTok. TikTok apparently is like overpassing Google as like a search engine, which is wild. I did not know that. Like that's both sad and intriguing at the same time. A hundred percent. And I feel like it is the convenience of having a video because I catch myself doing it. If I need to know how to do something, whether it's how to make a cocktail how to make a dinner, how to DIY something. I'm going immediately to TikTok and I'm typing in DIY XYZ, whatever. Oh my gosh. See, I still do YouTube, all YouTube something. <laughs> oh, you're a YouTube. Okay, exactly. So yeah, those three things intertwined in the sense that any you can learn anything online and there is so much free information out there. So even if it's TikTok, YouTube, Google, how can I do, what can I, how do I film this? Like learning everything. There's also something called Skillshare that I think is a small monthly subscription and they teach you so much about everything. So I learned about cameras. I learned about, because lashes is so fine, small micro movements and details. And I wanted to do it well. I think that If you are going to create an online course, have high standards for yourself because you need to be confident in the price that you want to charge people. And I know a lot of us have money trauma over charging a certain price, raising our prices. Like I talked about earlier, like there is so much that you will deal with after creating your courses that if you spend the time, the effort and the money when you are creating them and you create such high value and such high quality, you'll feel way more confident when it comes to time to sell your course. So like I said, Google everything, reach out to other people too. Like if there's someone that you can hire to be your coach, if there's someone who you just need a question answered, the amount of times that I've reached out to people and There was a point in time where I thought I was going to start a product line and I reached out to a few people who ran product lines because I had no idea where to start, no idea with certain questions, and I couldn't find certain answers. So reaching out to people is always a really, really great thing to do. But like I said, it's just taking it step by step and taking other courses too to see what do you like? What do you dislike? What do you feel like students would like? And then really just figuring out, like I said, you've got your ideas down on paper, you know how to film now, and it's just executing and setting everything up, reaching out to a few people, and then just going with it. And everything can be changed later on. I think just doing the first few steps and putting something out there, nothing will ever be perfect. And that's something that I had to learn. What is that saying? Done is better than perfect. I am such a perfectionist. And I think I sat on my course for so long before launching it. And even now I'm terrible at marketing and that's my 2023 goal. But 
it's such a difficult thing. There are so many moving parts to creating an online course. So finding someone to help you will be hugely beneficial as well. Hey, you beautiful badass. We're just taking a quick break so I can tell you about my mentorship program. If you own a beauty business, you want to triple your income and cut your working hours in half. This is for you. Listen up. The Badass Beauty Boss Mentorship Program will help you book out your schedule with clients that love and appreciate you, organize your business funds to make sure that you're profitable every single month, create a schedule that works for you and your life, design a future plan so you can achieve those big goals and dreams, properly market your business to attract those dream clients, and most importantly, learn how to increase your income when you're fully booked out. If this sounds like a hell yes, DM me on Instagram at badassbeautyboss to get started. I cannot wait to connect with you and help you build the business and life of your dreams. Now back to the show. So it sounds like you need a lot of prep and planning. Yes which is what a lot of people don't want to do. I feel like, again, as creatives, I feel like we can be a little like willy nilly, like I'll just figure it out on the fly. But like you said, the the presentation value, I, I feel like, especially in lashes, like you need to have that good tech, like you need to have those good systems. And a good system is, you know, bar none for any business, but especially when someone is like, clicking to buy something and then they expect it to be there, like things have to be super seamless. And that, you know, takes testing, takes planning, it takes time to figure everything out. Right. Even if that's like, I had to teach myself how to, I taught myself everything. Like I, I did chat with a videographer and I got a quote and the quote was astronomical. Absolutely. I think it was going to cost me between like five to $10,000 just to start. And I had not proved this concept yet. Like I think eventually I'll invest because I know that those will be worth it. But to start off with, it's not worth investing that much money. It's, it's better to do things yourself. Start, like I said, like done is better than perfect. So I had to teach myself how to edit videos. I had to teach myself iMovie. I had to teach myself things on Canva that I never knew how to do before. I also tidbit for anybody wanting to like start a course that one of the best tips I think is so hidden is you don't have to buy the camera. You don't have to buy the lenses because they, again, I was researching how much money they cost thousands. You can rent them. There are so many businesses that allow you to rent cameras and lenses. And for myself, I was looking and like we talked about the small details for a certain lens that will zoom in a certain amount without getting blurry and like disordering the disordering the image for me to purchase that lens is going to be like 3000. It was more money than the camera itself. So again, Google, I Googled and I figured out I could rent it. So I literally rented it for a week. I blocked out a week period of my calendar and I did all my filming, packed up the camera and sent it back. Like if that's one piece that you can take away from this to save you thousands of dollars, you're very welcome. Yeah. I mean, you can cut some corners here and there. Like this does not, I feel like when I'm of the frame of mind of, I will invest pretty much whatever it takes, as long as I don't have to like, you know, take out multiple loans and things like that. But I also have seen so many people, and I'm sure you have too in the beauty industry that just kind of like start out and, you know, they cut all the corners 
and do everything as cheap as possible. You do have to invest in, especially like you said, production value, things like that for you, I'm sure were super important, right? And like talked about starting off, don't spend all your money. Do not go in debt to start something that you don't know will do well. Myself personally, I invested money in a coach. Like that's how I met, started with Marley. I invested money in a coach to learn those things rather than investing in a camera because I saw I could rent it instead. I would rather save that money. Like, I don't think there are certain corners to be cut, but if you can make things a little bit more comfortable in your first steps of doing something, I think absolutely opt for those options because otherwise, like you said, if you're going to if you're if you want to create a course and you're going to use low quality equipment, low quality products, you yourself, like you don't present yourself well and things like that, that will show. And that is your reputation at the end of the day. I got a random message today on Instagram of someone who wants me to present their course that is outside of my industry, just because I have a student that works inside of somewhere which goes to show that that is almost referral based as well with us being in our service based businesses we know how huge referrals are and yes with being terrible at marketing my course from the beginning because right i've been working on my systems and my back end processes this year but i have got people to sign up that i know or it's my client's friend or it's been a referral from one of my students for a new student so i think as long as you're doing like that high quality online course that people love and people want to talk about that is going to help your business grow too because if you cut all those corners and produce something of low quality no one's going to talk about how amazing you are i love that you said you took your money and you invested in a coach i feel like people will invest in anything else before investing in a mentor, especially in the beauty industry. Like I was just having a talk with someone else this week and she was like, if you think about it, you're trying to get these people that, you know, they do hair all day or they do lashes or they do skin all day to invest in themselves when they won't take a sidestep and get their own services done basically. So, and you, you and I are very similar minded because I was the same way. I was like, I will put my money into a coach any day before I even like bring on a new service or something else. Like it, it will save you so much time and money in the long run. That's the thing that people don't see. They're, they're too nearsighted on that. Like, yes, it's an investment up front, but where's it going to get you basically? And how fast is it going to get you there? Yeah. A thousand percent. So when you start to talk to new like lash artists or or artists that have been in the business a long time and you know they're kind of looking for other means of income like what's your biggest advice to these people my biggest advice to these people is i don't recommend that every single person creates an online course because you have to be passionate about what you want to create for the people who are capped or don't feel alive or joyful or passionate within what you're doing right now. Like there's another service that always sits in the back of my mind that I'm like one day, one day that I'm over the lash industry, I want to get into that. So I think that if you just have to figure out what brings you joy, because if you don't feel joy in it, you're not going to succeed in it. There's a huge difference between doing something for the money and then doing something because you love it. Because for anyone who feels capped in their business and for anybody who feels like they need to be doing more, a 
online course is not always going to be the answer. If you don't enjoy coaching people, if you don't enjoy talking to people and connecting and helping people, you're not going to do well. Maybe a product line is better for you. Maybe opening a salon is better for you. Like, I think that like we talked about, you really have to figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are and really just like go all the way with those things. Because otherwise you capture these services right now, you create an online course, but you hate teaching people and you hate helping people. So then you're going to be stuck in the same position. I think you really just have to get clear with what you enjoy to do. Find the people who have done it and learn how to do it really, really, really well. I love that. Where do you see yourself? And maybe in the next year, if you've got a vision for the next five years, I mean, do you think you're going to continue to take lash clients? And I saw that you're doing business coaching here coming up soon, right? Yes. The five-year goal gets a little blurry because life can change so fast in a year. I'm always someone who I think five-year goals are amazing to have, even if they're just like broad. But for 2023, absolutely. My plan is... I want to reconstruct my course and I just want to offer more support and I want to offer more help and just like correct again. It's like I said, done is better than perfect. And now that I've had students in my course, now that I've been running it for six to 12 months now, now I'm figuring out some of the same questions that come up frequently. Some of the same things that the students are struggling with. Is there other, like right now, lashes changes so much. So different styles, different looks. I just want to be able to tweak little things like that. And within my course, now that I feel like I can present so much better. Now I feel like I can, again, like different platforms, different way to present, like whether it's a Canva presentation or you're standing there with a whiteboard and you're having to draw, like there's so many things that you can do. So I really want to tweak my course and I want to relaunch my lash courses in general. I am launching business training and coaching, which I'm so, so excited for. I almost love business a little bit more. (laughs) I love lashes. I do too. It's a tough one. So it's one of those things that I definitely will not be accepting any new clients in 2023. Right now, like I talked about, I did 50 hours a week with clients. Right now, I'm three days a week, 10-hour days. They drain me a lot, but I love my clients so much. So for accepting new clients, absolutely not. Unless you were like a pre-existing client, I'll take you back if I love you. (laughs) Uh, But I do want to be able to cut down my client hours as well. So I'm hoping cutting down to two days a week with my clients, having more time in my week to expand my business, invest in my business, grow my business. And then like I spoke about two launching business coaching. So I'm hoping to launch two different offers. I want to be able to do an offer for the service-based provider who loves being behind the chair, who loves like the people who are extroverts and aren't empaths, like they thrive being in the studio. So I want to be able to have a program that really helps those people, helps them feel confident, helps them build their their confidence in the salon with their clients, building their client base. And then I also want to start a program that's more in-depth, more one-on-one time. And that will be how to create online courses. Because like you said, it's so overwhelming and I know what I struggled with. And again, like we talked about, if I can help someone and you can get to your goals in three months rather than 12 months, then I would love to be able to do that for people. I mean, on that note, this was great, Lizzie. Thank you so much. All of Lizzie's info is going to be in the show notes, but just kind of tell us like where everybody can find you and if they want to work with you, how they do that. Thank you so much for Megan. I loved being here today with you. You can find me on either TikTok or Instagram at Lizzie. Like you talked about at the beginning, I also have my own podcast called Lashy Hour. I talk a lot about business, but also about lashes. So it's like my little 
fun spin on like a lash version of happy hour. It's very relaxed, chill. It's just top tips. Amazing. If you're a lash artist, make sure you follow her. Lizzie, thank you so much. We loved having you here. We are going to talk to you guys next week. Have an amazing week, y'all. Hey, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening today. Before you go, would you like a free business strategy call? If that sounds like a hell yes, just leave an honest review of your thoughts on this podcast on either Spotify or Apple and DM me a screenshot of your review to the Glow Lounge Indie on Instagram. When I receive that, I'll reach out to schedule your free business strategy call. Love you so much. Thank you again for listening.